encourage you to stay in an attitude of worship here for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just close your eyes with me for a minute here. Hallelujah. A couple songs ago, the Lord just spoke to my heart and uh, reminded me of a scripture in the New Testament where there was a pool, the pool of Siloam, and an angel would come down and stir up the pool every once in a while, and those that would step into the pool, the first one into the pool would receive what they needed. And he just kind of spoke to my heart that he stepped into our midst this morning. And he stirred the waters. So I want to just ask, if you're here this morning and you have a special need or a special burden upon your heart, just to raise your hand. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to let you know that God has answered that prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for being so faithful to us. Lord, just as you spoke to my heart, I know that you've stepped into our midst, Lord, and you've stirred our hearts this morning to believe. Lord, the... The worship has raised our hearts to meet your heart. And Lord, as there are special needs this morning upon the hearts of your people, I just thank you, Lord, that you are there to meet that need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just as Jesus met the need of the man at the pool, you've met our need this morning. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to go ahead and dismiss the children at this time. reading out of Hebrews chapter 12 this morning. I don't know if you've ever noticed in your Bible reading that in King James, I, I like King James, I don't always read it all the time, but there's a couple words in there that I notice quite often and it's wherefore and therefore. And if you come across those words, uh, if you're reading King James, it really means look back to what you've just read. <laughs> Go back a little bit. And at the beginning here of chapter 12 of Hebrews, it says, wherefore. So it's talking about what has gone on before. And if you know anything about Hebrews, chapter 11 is a lot of times what we Christians mention as the hall of faith. It's talking about those people who have gone on before us who lived by their faith and died by their faith in a sense. Uh, and some, most of them never received even the promise that God had given them, but they were faithful to continue to believe even to the end of their life. And it goes on here into chapter 12, Therefore, because we know that there are those that have gone ahead of us, seeing that we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, those who have gone on before us, you know, lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, 
So what the author here is trying to get us to look at is these people live by faith. Knowing that they live by faith, it's time for us to step up. You know, we've got to lay aside uh, those weights, those things that hold us down in our Christian walk, uh, those sins that do so easily beset us. Each of us probably have individual things that we have a hard time overcoming and dealing with. And we've got to learn through Jesus Christ how to deal with those. But we need to run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, uh, really what I want to talk about, and we're going to go on down through these scriptures and see what really is going to transpire here, but uh, we all have opinions. I don't know if you're familiar with the old phrase. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> but we all have opinions. And I want you just to think about opinions. Opinion is something that you've developed because of things that you've heard and things that have entered into your thought process doesn't necessarily make them right, doesn't necessarily make them wrong. But we have to be careful with our opinions because they are our opinions. Too often, we like to share our opinions, which is fine if someone asks us for our opinion. If somebody doesn't ask you for your opinion, don't think that you need to give it to them. You know, we're, we're kind of seeing this in this scripture, and we're going to get on it here in just a minute, but you'll see as we go down in this scripture that uh, the writer begins to talk about chastisement. That the chastening of the Lord is necessary. You know, if... If you've raised a family, and I mean, even if you've been part of a family, you can probably remember back to your childhood that there were times that you needed to be chastised a little bit. Of course, we didn't really deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but there's times that there is a need for chastisement. And sometimes in the church, there's a need for chastisement, and that's Kind of what God is pushing at us here a little bit more. And I want you just to really listen to what God is saying to us and see if it, you know, is to you. If it's something that you need to deal with. It talks about enduring chastisement. And it talks about if you are without chastisement, then in a sense you're a bastard and not a son or a daughter. True love demands chastisement when wrong is done. And that's what God does with us. And he does it lovingly, but he does chastise us from time to time. He shows us what we are doing wrong, lovingly, convincingly. And then it's up to us to deal with it. I want to go down to verse 12. In King James, here we are again with the word wherefore. So in other words, looking back on what we just talked about, being chastised, uh, having so great a cloud of witnesses, laying aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, wherefore, or because of all that, knowing that chastisement is good for us, lift up the hands that hang down. Have you ever gotten after a child? What do they do? 
get that slump. Their hands hang down, their knees buckle. I think that's what God is saying right here. Straighten up. Lift up the hands that hang down and the knees that are feeble or that are bending. Make straight paths for your feet. In other words, take what you're being chastised for and apply it. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. Or in other words, that which is missing in your life, that which is wrong in your life becomes more than just a problem at this moment. Become something that affects your whole life and your whole being. But let it rather be healed. See, chastisement, when it comes, if we allow it to, will bring healing. It will make right out of that which is wrong in our lives. But we have to straighten up. We have to quit being pouty. We have to quit, you know, thinking, oh, I didn't do anything wrong, you know. Why are you getting after me? That kind of thing. And then it says this, follow peace... With all men. <laughs> what we're seeing here is God is saying you need <laughs> chastisement. Why? Because you're not living peaceably with all men. Going back to opinions. You know, I was just thinking about this in opinions. We have varying opinions, you know. If, if you would look in my driveway, you would probably get the idea that my opinion is that Chevy is good. <laughs> you can talk to probably the neighbor and they say, no, Ford's better. I don't care. I've had them all <laughs> throughout my life. They all worked. They all got me where I needed to go. It's just at this time in my life, that's what I have. So my opinion is that I needed a car. Chevy was there, I got it. You know, it, it doesn't make any difference what my opinion is to you unless you need to know something that maybe I know. You know, you can ask me and I couldn't tell you why I like Chevy. I just do. Maybe it's a dealer. I, I just really don't know. But that's what I have. And it's the same way in our lives. We have opinions about things that we feel are right. That's fine. Matter of fact, you should have opinions about the things that you feel are right. You know, uh, as most of you probably know and have heard me talk, my opinion is that there's not going to be a rapture before this is all over. That's my opinion. If you want to know about my opinion, come ask me. I'll show you or tell you why I think that's so. Uh, if you don't care, then don't ask me. <laughs> and I'll try not to shove my opinion down your throat but we have opinions but we need to make sure that we're not offending people with our opinions we believe certain things that's fine just make sure that your opinions are founded in the word of God and that they're true but in all reality when we begin to push our opinions on other people we're judging them and the Bible says in Romans, we're not to judge those that are weak in the faith. Then I'm not saying that if you don't believe the way I do that you're weak in the faith. But apparently there are people in the church that are a little bit weaker in the faith. Because it says so. It says right there, you know, don't judge those that are weak in the faith. And those that are weak in the faith, don't judge those that are strong in the faith. We've got to learn to live in love. You know, I was just thinking about 
the church. I mean, if you look at our body, it seems like we're doing well. You know, I look at the numbers and how we're flourishing, our, our finances, how we're flourishing. And then I begin to realize somebody doesn't like that. We've been studying in our adult Sunday school class spiritual warfare. And what happens when Satan doesn't like things? He begins to put thoughts in people's minds. He begins to make them think certain things. He makes them uh, react certain ways, you know. And we have to be very careful that we don't get caught up in that. That what I am saying, what I am doing is more important than what you're saying or doing. You know, it's before God whom you are going to stand and give account. And that's what God says there in, in Romans is the fact that, you know, whose servant, you know, you're judging my servant really is what he's saying. You know, every one of us are God's servants. We're working together, but in all reality, you're only accountable for what God asks you to do. Not what I ask you to do, not what your neighbor asks you to do, only what God asks you to do. I want to just go on down here. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. What's it saying there? I've given you grace that when I correct you, if you heed that, you'll be healed. You'll learn how to live peaceably with all men. You'll know how to be holy. Then it goes on, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. Trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I was thinking about opinions. And they come by what we think and sometimes by what we say. You know, I was thinking about a root. You know, if, if you've grown plants, you know that every plant has a root. But it doesn't start with a root. It starts with a seed. The Lord made it that way in the beginning. He said, you know, here's every herb bearing uh, grass or seed or tree with seed in itself. It comes from the seed. And those seeds are our thoughts and our words. And if we allow those seeds to grow, they get root. And if we're not living in love and peace towards people, if, we're, if our opinions are overrunning our thought pattern, we can have a root of bitterness spring up within our life. Because they're not doing it the way I would do it. And most likely, that's good. Because if we have that kind of an attitude, the way we're going about it is wrong anyway. So we need to make sure that our thoughts and our words are true. That this root of bitterness does not spring up. And I, I, I've read the latter part of this verse and defile many. But I've never read that first part that says springing up trouble you. If you're living with your opinions and trying to push them on other people, it's going to hurt you first. And then it will bother other people too. It's going to spread. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants a root of bitterness to rise up, to destroy what he is doing within our midst. So I want to just encourage you this morning. Take account of your actions and your beliefs, your opinions. You know, is it really that important? Now, you know, some of our opinions 
are important. I have an opinion that it's necessary for you to receive Christ before you're safe and your salvation comes. Hopefully your opinion is the same. That's a good opinion. Now what kind of car you drive, that's up to you. It makes no difference. In the picture, it makes no difference. We've got to make sure that we're processing what is temporal and what is eternal. What makes a difference and what doesn't really matter. So I want to just encourage you, you know, take a look. Take a look at what your beliefs are, what your opinions are, you know, and what you're propagating with what you say and what you think. Is it really necessary? Is it really worthwhile? You know, it's like I said, we all have opinions, but let's learn to have our opinions to ourselves. You know, now if people ask, like I said, that's fine. They apparently want to know what your opinion is. But let's keep our opinions to ourselves unless we are asked. You know, we're all trying to figure this out together. It's hard enough for me to figure out my own life, let alone me trying to figure out your life. I'll do as much as I can to help you if I can. But in all reality, I've got a lot of my own problems. You know. So really, we need to learn to walk in love. Like it says, live peaceably with each other. With all, you know, as much as possible, live peaceably with all men. And walk in holiness. Realizing that, yeah, I hear God speaking to me. Do you hear God speaking to you? Yes. You know, does that mean that what God tells me is for you? No, not necessarily. Hopefully when I come in the Sunday mornings and share with you, yeah, this should apply to you. Hopefully I've heard what God is saying and, you know, it applies to us as a body of Christ. But in all reality, God is dealing with each one of us individually to bring us together as a whole. You know, We've got to learn to respect each other's walk with God. You know, it just, uh, it's not going to work if we don't. You know, if we can't trust our brother or sister to hear the voice of God, we're missing it. You know, I, I just can't express enough that we're in this together. You know, so if you want my opinion, ask. And I'll try not to give it to you unless you do. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect and I can contain myself all the time. But, you know, I, I think we understand what's being said here this morning. You know, we, we love each other. I, I don't want to hurt your feelings because you do something differently than I do. That's just the way I was raised, probably. Just my heredity, you know, my genome, whatever you want to call it. We're all made up different. You know, I was just trying to think... Before I got up here this morning, how many of you I've known very long? You know, and I was thinking, not very. I probably know Bev about as long as anybody. We were neighbors when I was a kid. I think, I don't know, probably when I was 12 or 14, was the first time I met her. You know, but for most of you, we haven't known each other that long. I've known, you know, like Megan's parents, I knew them. But that was back in high school a number of years ago. Two or three. 
But anyway, let's just learn to love on each other. Let's accept each other for what we are and who we are. You know, we, we're a work. You know, what was that though? Christian said here last week, what'd you call us? Hooligans. That's what we are. We're a bunch of holy hooligans trying to figure out how to live this life. Uh, so let's be patient and long-suffering, forgiving one another, forbearing one another in love. Hallelujah. Lord, I just want to thank you for your word. Lord, even though you correct us, you love us. Lord, help us to realize, Father, that there are some things that are necessary, some things that are eternal, and we need to say that. There are other things that are temporary that really do not change the structure of this life. Help us, Lord, to know what the difference is. Help us, Lord, to learn. Uh, I think it was in James where it says, Be slow to speak, slow to wrath, and quick to hear. Help us, Lord, to listen to other people and then meet that need. Hallelujah. But help us to listen first. We love you and give you praise, Lord. Just dismiss us now. Let your loving kindness follow us, Lord, and lead us in your name. Amen.